0: Welcome to today's edition of Take a Leap and Transform, a Neodiversity Journey podcast, where entrepreneurs, employees, business owners, and individuals can become aware and transform their mindset. Welcome back to Take a Leap and Transform, a Neodiversity Journey. I'm your host, Joseph K. Muscat. Are you ready to take a leap with me? Hey, listeners. Today, I'm coming to you with a very interesting topic. It was basically a conversation I had a few weeks ago. earlier last month, to be honest, after giving a presentation about neodiversity and how to support to be inclusive in the workplace. And I had a very intense one-to-one conversation with a small business owner. The business owner was coming from a a very unique perspective. They want to be inclusive. They actually do have a family history of neodiversity, but found it difficult and how to be inclusive because they were a small business. And from a balanced point of view in regards to budgetary needs, there was unwillingness to adapt and provide accommodations. And part of that unwillingness was, again, from a balance book perspective, that a penny more could break them. As a small business on the flip side of that if the individual could come with a value proposition of stating how they were an asset to the company despite their neo-diversity or because of their denial diversity then in that case they were he would be willing to find room in the budget to provide accommodations because of that additional asset. Now, this is a a very difficult conversation, in particular from a small business perspective, because I can understand where they're coming from. You know, when it comes to their budgets and to provide wages and to provide services, as well as to market and create profit, there are particular budget concerns that need to be met and they need to stay within to be able to accomplish that. And I, I do admit it makes it difficult from where I'm coming from, obviously being an advocate for neo in the workplace, to be able to convey that message when there is this strict balance in the business. Part of this also comes from the aspect that this individual originally comes from a country where... There are particular laws in place to support those with particular disabilities or neo-divergencies. And as a result, the laws are very strict towards the employer. And many employers say they're inclusive, but choose not to be because of these strict laws. So one can say that the region became took one extreme level and as a result has put many businesses in very difficult situations. And one can even say has put a bitter taste in their mouth about it. So let's try to answer this. Let's try to have a conversation about this. The first aspect I would say is that it doesn't start with monetary issues. It starts with having the mentality of do you want to be inclusive? Do you want to see the potential of how your business can potentially grow by being inclusive to different types of thinking and different types of performances. And how can that conversation be had if you're not going to start developing that kind of mentality and look at different perspectives and how that can be beneficial to your company? So it starts with you as a business owner. From there, you need to start taking a look at your business and see how inclusive you are or how inclusive you're not. And when you start taking a look at your business, we're again, not talking about monetary aspects here. We're talking about the culture. We're talking about the mentality of managers and human resources. We're talking about policies and procedures and what can be done to become inclusive. The other aspect of that is, of course, is taking a look at the benefits to being inclusive and how that can benefit you as a business from a PR standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, from increase in productivity standpoint, and of course, an increase in profit standpoint. So before looking at the negative connotations of the cost value, you need to take a look at the structure of your business And the policies and procedures and the culture that is in place that interferes with being inclusive and how changing that can be beneficial to you as a business where you can reap the rewards and of course that requires as well is having a conversations with your employees which means you need to start talking about in your businesses openly about how you can become more inclusive, who's being left out of the conversation. And as you, as a leader, when you start talking about new diversity and talking about inclusion and diversity, openly being curious, asking questions, asking for feedback, maybe doing an anonymous survey during your team meetings, talking about it, openly and asking for feedback from them to get their points of view. When you start talking about it openly, it starts changing the conversation in your workplace, starts changing the culture, and starts also changing the perspective that perhaps this is a safe workplace where one can talk openly because my manager, my employer is talking openly about it. And you don't necessarily have to be a neo-divergent to start the conversation because, again, you're coming out from a very curious perspective and starting asking questions and as well as doing research and bringing that research out into the conversation to get that feedback. Let's take a pause here because I want to share with you not one but two workshops I've put together to bring awareness and to uplevel the skills of employers, managers, and human resources. The first workshop aids in building a more inclusive environment in the workplace for neo-divergent talent and in developing the skills of management to be more engaging with their teams. I geared the second workshop towards examining and providing practical solutions and how to be more inclusive to neo-divergent talent in the recruitment process reach out to me on my website to learn more about these amazing programs. And this brings us to the second aspect, the value proposition. I agree with the value proposition. The difficulty with the value proposition is, first off, for those who are already working in the workplace in that organization, is it a safe workplace, a safe environment to be able to speak up and to be able to deliver this value proposition? And if you are a candidate hoping to join this organization, this business to join that team? Once again, is it a safe workplace to openly disclose at the very beginning of your recruitment process to be able to deliver this value proposition? And this brings in the aspect of trauma that candidates or employees may have had within that current workplace or in previous workplaces to say that I will not disclose because it's not a safe environment. We have to take a look at how we can address this by letting people know that it is a safe environment to have these conversations where they will feel confident to bring in a value proposition. And part of that as well, when we take a look at such tools as employee reviews, employee reviews needs to focus on strengths where the manager can highlight and even coach an employee to say that you know you're really strong in these areas and this is where you could potentially go to and for to coach them to help them recognize what their strengths are to help them develop those strengths so they can go into the next level of their career and understand how to support them and by coaching them it gives them the confidence and the self esteem to be able to speak up more about their strengths, and to deliver that value proposition. But once again, we need to create the environment where it's safe to have that conversation. Otherwise, an employee will not feel confident and will not have the self-esteem to deliver that value proposition because it's not a safe environment, because of past trauma, and because of the fear of career damage. Now, when we take a look at all of that. We're not looking at particular costs to this whole entire conversation for a small business. We're looking at practices. We're looking at policies and procedures. We're looking at opening the lines of communication and conversation where one can talk about it to create that safe environment. And when we also review our current practices and structures in our business, once again, there is no immediate costs because you're looking and you're examining and you're reviewing to see how you can improve the workplace, which would then, once more, improve productivity, improve innovation. And there's no cost value to that. There's cost benefits by exploring and being curious and redefining the current culture and workplace and creating a vision and understanding and once more opening the lines of communication and conversation. And I think if small businesses begin with that approach rather than looking at how what it's going to cost, then they be can, can become more inclusive and more open to neo diversion talent and starting to see the benefits to them as an organization and won't have to worry about those budgets until someone's able to speak up with a value proposition and they see even more of the benefits to them as an organization. Once more, those are my thoughts on how we can move forward towards inclusion. And I invite you to start exploring and to start talking about it. Be curious. Look at how you can improve your business by opening the conversation and look at your processes and procedures and ask yourself who are we excluding? And what are the benefits to including them by creating the right environments where they can thrive? Hey, listeners, I encourage you to continue supporting this podcast so I can bring you more amazing content. You can do so by visiting my Patreon page where you can connect with me more directly with several options. Till next time, take a leap and transform.